This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome back to Big Ideas and Small Windows. I'm your host, Mike Gaskell. And in this short podcast, we'll be diving into the fascinating topic of how trauma affects children and the powerful ways that storytelling can help build their resilience and really serve as an antidote. So let's get started. Let's begin by talking, first of all, about the effects of trauma on children. And boy, we know a lot about this, especially in recent history. And we've witnessed a concerning increase in the signs of stress among children due to traumas. And this is everything from rising traumas before the pandemic to trauma experience because of the pandemic, and then working their way back into a routine post-pandemic. Now, many students are displaying heightened anxiety, and they underscore the urgent need to foster healthy habits and provide mental health support. All kinds of ideas out there. I'm going to share a few that are pretty powerful and simple, and I love offering these. That's why we call this podcast big ideas in small windows. So let's begin by talking about a pioneering study by a really neat scientist named Emmy Werner. Now, Emmy Werner, over 40 years, four decades plus, embarked on a groundbreaking study that followed hundreds of newborns, actually about 800 of them, from the time they were born through middle age. This was a really remarkable longitudinal study, and it was rooted in her tracking them along with her team. And what was so astonishing was that despite a good portion of these kids identifying that they were at risk, that actually about 270 of them were identified as at risk, that about a third of that population, even in spite of their obstacles, challenges, it could have been poverty, it could have been parents who were abusive, it could have been many different challenges that kids typically come across. A significant group, that's about a third of them, thrived into adulthood. And this study shed some really interesting light on how storytelling contributes to building resilience in schools. And the reason I share that is, is we need to get this kind of a story out to explain that when all hope may appear lost or difficult to overcome, that children can do that. Now, reinforcing solutions in our post-pandemic world are a reality. We have to tackle these and embrace opportunities to help children. So the COVID-19 pandemic led to emotional, developmental, and social setbacks for children. And we already knew that trauma was rising in children before this. So unfortunately, this exacerbated an already growing problem. And as children navigated prolonged periods of isolation, schools around the world are tackling the challenges of kids coming back 
having faced this long-term isolation, which did have research-proven evidence to show that they suffered from. And the study's findings in the M.U. Weiner study, which when you think about it was from the 1950s until the 1990s, offers a very valuable solution in our reality today. So what happened was when Emmy Weiner and her team were able to identify 80 or so kids out of a large proportion that were identified as at risk, they wanted to figure out why. What was it that made these kids different? Why were they able to be successful and resilient into adulthood when really, frankly, they should have, according to statistics and predictions, not been successful? Well, her team was able to identify three key protective factors that helped at-risk kids overcome adversity and be thriving and successful in life. The first one was a strong bond with a non-parental caretaker. An example of this might be an adult they're connected to in their religious affiliation, a coach, a teacher, somebody other than their parents who was a strong adult role model. The second one was an involvement in a social group like a community or religious affiliation. So connected to number one, this second factor did in fact mean that kids could be involved on a team or a church group or uh, Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or something that connected them in a way that gave them a bond to something bigger than themselves. And the third thing was cultivating internal resilience within individuals. That's an interesting one because they were able to say that these kids carried an internal resilience about them that really allowed these first two things to come together and gel and be successful as adults. So you might say, oh, great, we can structure the first two things, a strong bond with a non-parental caretaker, a mentor, a teacher. We can do that in schools. The second thing, connecting them to an organization within the school, again, a very viable possibility. But how do you teach internal resilience? Well, believe it or not, you can teach resilience to kids, and it's through storytelling. So that's why I'm tying this in, by sharing stories in ways that help kids identify with the characters in ways that make them believe it. You know what this feels like when you've watched a powerful movie or read a book you couldn't put down. You felt like you were living vicariously through this book. And in fact, your brain images were mirroring those of the author who will tell this story when they share it with others. Harnessing storytelling for internal resilience includes teaching this internal resilience. And as I said, this can seem like a daunting task, but it's a powerful technique and it lies in narrative instruction. Integrating storytelling into education has proven to enhance students' emotional well-being and behavior. Whenever I share an idea like this, I know anecdotally it works. I've seen it, but I also make sure it's research-backed. So yes, this storytelling concept does work. Stories create a connection between the speaker and listener, activating similar parts of the brain, as I was mentioning earlier, and leaving a lasting impact that doesn't just go beyond the time they're listening to the story or shortly after. It can go on for days or weeks or months. And that's what happens when we're trying to inspire children and adults who are struggling to propel themselves beyond a potentially insurmountable feeling obstacle. The power of storytelling in education is, is strong. 
Stories hold immense power in engaging learners. They create an immersive experience that deeply resonates, making the listener feel like an active participant. By participating in short stories of inspiration and embedding these into the curriculum, educators can foster self-belief, determination, persistence, and more in, in students. What's so great about this is teachers are natural storytellers. They sometimes won't give themselves that credit. But if you've ever been in a teacher's classroom and heard them share an experience or a story, kids are captivated. I've seen this hundreds, maybe thousands of times, and I know it works. And if they can steer that in a positive and constructive way, knowing that this helps, we can really make some progress with kids who need it. So where do we find compelling stories? Well, finding stories to share is easier than you might think. Resources like top 12 motivational stories for students to work hard and three inspiring short stories on resilience, just a couple I Googled online, offer valuable narratives that come with morals to reinforce the message. So I want you to keep in mind that through a little bit of basic research and just a couple of tips I shared there, we can, in fact, share stories that are both structured and for those really great natural storytellers who've overcome their own obstacles, they can, too, use their own personal experiences. Now, consider the knock-on effects of storytelling. Combining the protective factors identified earlier, strong bonds, social involvement, and internal resilience can have a compounding effect benefiting even more students and those students most in need as importantly or more. By encouraging mentors, aligning students with activities, and sharing stories of resilience, schools can create a positive and lasting impact on their communities. Like I always do when I'm sharing one of these brief yet full of information podcasts, I'm going to link this to an article in my show notes, so you can go to my show notes and click on that, that I shared about the power of storytelling. Now, in conclusion, I want to mention that the effects of trauma on children are just indisputable. But through simple yet effective and time-tested strategies like storytelling in ways that can inspire and motivate children beyond their challenges and the implementation of protective factors, so consider that balance. We can empower students to build resilience and thrive. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Big Ideas in Small Windows. I'm Mike Gaskell. And until next time, keep exploring the power of stories to shape young minds and thinking about people like Emmy Werner, who proved over a remarkable lifetime of children that there are ways to steer kids in the right direction even those that are most challenged, even those that seem to be in unbearable situations, we know that they can succeed and that is empowering. Thank you. Until next time. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.